Welcome back to Better Health. Thank you so much for your patience on an episode. I know that I had these last few weeks missing episodes, and part of the reason is we were holding masterminds, we were traveling, both Caleb and I, and so it just kind of got in the way. I should have pre-recorded, but I did not. So I appreciate your patience on this next episode and for waiting. Um, this next episode that I'm going to be going through is on macros. I know that a lot of people count their macros, especially when they are trying to compete in competitions when it comes to their fitness. And so I wanted to do an episode on macros and breaking it down a little bit. We're going to be targeting just protein and fat today. We're not going to target carbs. We're just going to focus on these. And I'm going to be talking about specific genes tied to protein, tied to fat. And I do want to let everyone know, I know I've said this before, but when it comes to targeting specific genes, I'm just giving information on these genes and the variants and how it affects you, well, in this case, protein and fat levels, um, but it is not like just like only taking one gene and that's the end all be all. Um, it is a matter of taking all kinds of genes into account um, because, for example, think of it as that conveyor belt where you have the conveyor belt going a certain speed, you have the product at the beginning um, that needs to be assembled, you have the arms that are all going different speeds and they're assembling the product and you hope to get this end product of a finished um, piece that is put together properly. Um, but if the conveyor belt is going too fast or too slow, that's going to affect how the product turns out. If one of the arms is really slow, but the next one is really fast, um, or one of them is not working like it should, that's obviously going to create a different product too. And so when I target some of these genes, when I'm talking this episode, it's only just one arm of the conveyor belt or um, just one piece of that, pr that process. And so when I talk about it, we also have to remember that there are other genes that are going to influence the impact of these macros as well, and that we can't just be like, oh, okay, April says this specific gene affects fat. So let's see if I have that um, variant or allele, and if I do, that's the end-all be-all, and that's how I should live now. No, there's, there's other genes that take into account as well. I'm just going to be referencing off a specific study that targeted these genes and how it impacts your fat and your protein. So just remember that it takes an algorithm of all kinds of different genes in order to create a product. It's not just one and done. So let's dive in. So we're going to be talking about protein first. Um, and macros is really amazing because you can, you can alter it according to your body type, your body size, your height, how much you're working out, and you can really use it in a special ways to um, alter how your body ends up appearing. So if I want to build more muscle, I'm going to up certain areas versus other areas or decrease and trim other areas compared to others. And now how genetics really pairs well with this is when we have your genetics tested, we can personalize it even more. I just met with a client the other day and she's compete while well, she hopes to compete. And so she's optimizing her diet and her protein, her carbs, her fat ratios. And by knowing her genetics now, we were able to tailor it and um, tailor it even more to best suit her body so that she can see results. So we upped her protein, we upped her fat, we decreased her carbs because that's what her body does better with. And so 
the goal is to see better results now because we were able to personalize. And so that's the power that genetics has, um, because like we know, it's the blueprint to your body. And so then we can change and alter your lifestyle to then create an outcome and the desired outcome that you hope to get. So Diving into protein first, we're going to be targeting the gene FTO. And this is a study, I'll I'll link it in um, the show notes for you guys if you want to take a look. Um, But it's really, the study was all around micronutrients and macronutrients and the impact it has on athletes and your performance. And what they also did was they tied specific genes to these micronutrients and macronutrients to get a better overall view of how it impacts and how your genes impact your performance. And so diving to the FTO gene, it's also known as the fat mass and obesity gene. Uh, And many times I will see in um, many different uh, studies or uh, like tests, the FTO gene is always tied with fat. And so I'm always looking at that to see what are your alleles, um, your genotype, to then reference, okay, what, what is this going to look like for your fat intake or your protein intake in this case? And so we, looking at this, we can see how this gene, it impacts your weight management and your body composition. And so when we look at your genotype, when you look at, if you are have, if you have that double A allele, that one is more correlated with Um, a risk of the obesity, the weight gain, um, more fat around your body waste, like the body waste area. Um, And so that double allele had better weight loss results when they upped their protein. So this study was a two-year study. And when that group of people, the people that have the double A allele for the FTO gene, um, upped their protein intake versus minimized their protein intake, they had better results when it came to weight loss, fat reduction, um, and this was not just overall in their appearance and outward, outward body, but it was also their visceral fat, so the fat along your organs. Um, it decreased their waist circumference, all because they just upped their protein. And so, and then there was another study done that also showed that when those with those variants limited their calorie intake, so they had a hypocaloric diet versus hypercaloric diet, um, but like still consistently had high protein, so less calories overall, but higher protein, um, then they still experience a reduction in fat. So they also do really well when you limit your calorie intake um, and if you want to see weight loss results. So that's all around the protein and specifically targeting the FTO gene. There are also a few other genes that I look at when it comes to personalizing your macros. Um, This is just one specific one that we're talking about today because of this study. So then when we look at fat, we're going to break it down into um, fat in general. Then we're going to look at monosaturated fats and then saturated fat and polyunsaturated fat as well. So when we just look at fat in general, looking at the TCF7L2 gene, some of these are just very long. There's a specific one that we're looking at. It's the RSS93146 one um, because there are different there's a, there's a long range of TCF7L2s. There's also more FTOs and all, um, but we're specifically looking at this one. Um, it appeared these people with that specific gene uh, appeared to, to benefit from consuming a lower percent of total energy from fat um, to optimize their body composition. So specifically, the people, the participants with the double T genotype these people were the ones specifically that lost more fat mass when they were consuming a low-fat diet 
compared to a high fat diet. So if you look at the TCF7L2 gene, and if you had the double allele, these people saw better results when it came to weight loss and fat reduction when they had a lower fat diet versus the higher fat. Then when we look at the double C allele genotype in that specific um, TCF7L2 gene, when they consumed a lower fat diet, they actually lost more lean body mass, suggesting that those individuals should avoid low fat nutrition interventions in order to optimize their body composition for athletic performance. So it really matters what your genes are your genetics are. So if you have the double T allele and you had a high fat diet, you're not going to see as good of results. But if you have a double C allele and you're like, oh, I, I'm going to cut back on more fat. I'm going to see better results if I do that. That's all I need to do to experience weight loss. Well, those people lost more lean body mass. Maybe they lost weight, but they also lost lean body mass and they maintained fat. And so those people are going to do better with a higher fat diet. Now, Knowing the fat and intake and influences how much you know weight reduction you may experience, um, also lean body mass, how much you'll have of that. Looking into more specifically the monosaturated fats and then the saturated fat, that's going to also influence you know how you show up when it comes to you know weight reduction and gain. So when we look at the monosaturated fats specifically. We're going to look at the PPARY2 gene, um, specifically RS1801282. So athletes with the double G or the heterozygous GC genotype of that gene would benefit from a weight loss intervention that specifically targets body fat while preserving lean body mass. So those individuals have been shown to demonstrate an enhanced weight loss response when they were consuming more than 56% of their total fat from monosaturated fatty acids, also known as MUFAs, um, compared to those with the double G or double or heterozygous GC genotype who consumed less than 50%, 6% of their total fat from MUFAs. So all that to say, when you have the double G or the heterozygous GC genotype with the PPARY2 gene, you are going to see better results when you are consuming most of your fat, so over half fat percentage um, intake from MUFAs, so greater than 56%. You're going to see better results compared to if you consumed less than your total fat intake percentage uh, of 56% with MUFAs. And so Knowing that, you can then alter your diet to be like, okay, because I have this double G or the heterozygous GC, I'm going to up my monosaturated fats to make sure that it overtakes um, with 56% or more percent of the fat I consume. So compared to saturated fats or other fats, you're going to want that to dominate more. And just to be clear, monosaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats are the healthy fats. Um, they're the ones that are in olive oil, in fish, um, in avocado, um, compared to saturated fat, which we know is in, in dominant in coconut and coconut oil, coconut milk, but also dominant, um, well, depending on the quality of the meat, but it can be dominant in um, red meats and other types of meats as well. So knowing, you know, what has saturated fat, what doesn't. Um, dairy products also have a lot more saturated fat than others. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You still need a little saturated fat. It's just depending on your genetics, you're going to need more than others. So when we turn the tables and we look at saturated fat intake compared to polyunsaturated fat 
intake. Um, athletes that had the TA allele or the AA genotype, double A genotype, when it came to the FTO gene, so we referenced the FTO gene back with protein, so we're going to reference it again. Um, like I said, the FTO gene is very common when you're looking at fat and protein intake. Athletes with the TA or the double A genotype had a greater risk for accumulating excessive abdominal fat. So it's like, well, what should you do about that? An athlete can actually avoid that risk by aiming to consume less than 10% of what they intake from saturated fatty acids, um, so saturated fat, um, to also account for their heart health, and then a greater than 4% of their energy intake from polyunsaturated fatty acids, so the good types of fats, um, resulting in a higher um, good fat to saturated fat ratio. Like I said, saturated fat is not bad. We need a little bit of it. Some people just need more than others. And so when it comes to the FDO gene, we can look at how much protein you should be consuming from that gene along with a few others. And then also how much saturated fat should you intake um, when we look at that gene along with a few others as well. Um, I know the APO gene is heavily influenced by saturated fat intake also. Um, but when we specifically look at the FTO gene and athletes um, and the AA and the TA genotypes, they have a greater risk for accumulating that weight around their um, waist. So then when they consumed less than 10% as saturated fats, so they obviously still need a little bit, but less than 10%, they had a better result um, compared to if they consumed more than 10% of their fat intake as saturated fat. So all this to say, we can tell that based on your genetics, you can know personalized health. So you can know your personalized diet, what's going to be best for you, where you're going to see the best results. Um, this comes to athletes and this comes to people just in general. So even if you're not an athlete training, knowing how to personalize your diet can be super beneficial for your health, for your waist circumference, um, for weight reduction if you're looking to do that, and just overall well-being and how you feel, the energy you have, how you're able to show up. And so using that, it's it's pretty powerful. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to link in the show notes, not only this study, but I'm also going to link my website. And if you're interested in getting your genetics tested, feel free to click the link and then you can schedule a call with me to talk more about what you're looking to accomplish and if we're the right fit. And just also, if you have any questions at all too, about just genetics in general. So I'd love to talk with you and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Talk soon. The Better Health Podcast represents the opinions of April Williams and her guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult with your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Thanks.